0: My prayer is that this message you're about to hear will help you to understand and experience God's love and power, regardless of what you may be going through today. God bless you. So let's, uh, let's, let's light this thing. Does it work? I don't know. Mine is, in, mine is October 19th. Pretty cool. Yeah. Happy anniversary to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy anniversary to you. Happy birthday. And it goes. And it goes out now. The the only thing. Thank you. You did a very good job. I wasn't afraid to hold it. I just didn't feel like it. No. Um, I um, no. So hmm, smells very interesting. I know it. It's really something, isn't it? Now. We would have appreciated this more if it was what? Mm, okay, interesting. We can tell who's focused on cake. That's good. If it was really a birthday, okay. Here's another way we could have appreciated it more. You haven't maybe thought of the obvious, right? If it was dark, this thing would have really más brillante, no? It would be more. It would, you could appreciate that better. Even though it's still pretty bright, it's still because we're under some shade here. But when it's dark, this thing shines even, even more so than, than what we saw just now. And last week when we were reading about China, when, when Jose was sharing about China and I believe you prayed, right, for China, and just the dark things, the sad things that are going on there in China I was thinking, wow, Lord, it's just dark. It's just getting dark. Some crazy things are going on in this world. The famine, the um, sickness in different parts of the world we're not hearing about over in in, in Africa, the human trafficking. um, I need you to pay attention to this. This is important. The human trafficking, that's darkness. That's a lot of dark stuff, dark stuff going on. Prostitution. Prostitution. Depression, suicide, it's darkness, 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 darkness. Now, as dark as that is, as Christians, we can shine even more so in the midst of the darkness. The darker it is, we should be shining. And so as it gets dark, we light, we light this thing, it would be even more, it would even have even more beauty. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? So Jesus comes, the light of the world. He comes in during a very dark time when the Romans are crucifying people. When there's so much darkness uh, going on in the world. Uh, Moses shows up when there's a during a dark time because there was slavery for 400 plus years. Dark time, a light comes. Dark time, a light comes. God has placed us here in Guadalajara. There's some dark things going on. Just a few weeks ago, gasoline lines, I mean, that's just like, there's a lot of corruption. There's stuff happening here. But God wants us to shine. In the midst of that, it's an opportunity to shine, an opportunity to shine. Then there's water problems that we're hearing about in your neighborhood. Then there's, there's all these different things, but in the midst of that, it's opportunities to shine. There was a dark time during the Holocaust, opportunities to shine for people. There was dark times during slavery in the United States, opportunities for people to shine and show love to the slaves and, and develop an underground railroad where they can have freedom, shining. In the midst of it. So as you hear about dark things happening, even in your family, my nephew who's struggling with drugs, opportunity to shine in his life. Amen? There's different things that will be going on, and you're, and you're like, oh, I just, I just don't like this. I wish it wasn't this way. And the Lord, the Lord will remind you of verses that say things like, when, when he prayed, he said, Lord, don't take them out of the world. <laughs> protect them from the evil one. Why? Because he wants us to shine in the midst of all this. Now look with me. Look with me in in Matthew chapter 5. There's something interesting in Matthew chapter 5 that we need to look at. Matthew 5. And... um, there's a verse in, in verse 14. Jesus says something to his disciples, and he says this to you. If you're a follower of Jesus, he says this to you. Verse 14 of Matthew 5, you are the light of the world. That's, a, that's an interesting thing for him to say that because Jesus is the light of the world, but he looks at his disciples and says, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket or a bushel. But on a lampstand, it gives light to all who are in the house. Amen? Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. That's a, that's a powerful thing there. It's not about when you do good things, people applauding for you. Oh, she's such a nice young lady, isn't she? This is for the glory of God. Whenever you do anything, it's for the glory of God. But we'll talk about that as far as our motives in a while. Something interesting happened this past week. As you know, there were fires near my house up in the mountains in Bougambillas, in Primaveras, Those 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 areas that have many, many trees in the mountains, on fire. Very, very sad thing. Smoke all over the place. I even saw ashes and and soot coming, floating in my back patio area. I'm like, my goodness, this is, it was so much. So many firemen coming to, to be involved and in trying to put the fire out. Helicopters coming over my house full, uh, with, with uh, big containers of water to try to put out the fire. And then I think it was Friday night, Friday night, as we came home, it was dark, and we looked up in the mountains, in the dark mountains now, because it's nighttime, and we, and we saw flames all through the mountains, little flames. It actually looked, it actually looked pretty interesting, the flames, because from a distance, it almost looked like little lamps. Like, it it, it was just shining. So it kind of looked, it sort of looked a little pretty, but we knew it wasn't pretty. It was kind of weird. But you could see the glow of the fire as it got darker. Now, that's how we should be. As it gets darker and darker, you can see us better. We should stand out more. We should not be blending into the darkness. Consider when you're at work or when you're with your family and they're drinking, and they're doing all this stuff, and they're talking certain ways. Somebody needs to be shining. Is that you? Can they tell? Mm, she's different. He's different. Look, he's shining. He isn't blending in. He's letting his light shine. That attracts people. For some people, it's like, you know, when you go into your bedroom uh, uh, or go into your child's bedroom, and it's, and it's really, really dark, and you turn on the light, and they're like, whoa, whoa. That's how people who don't know Christ, when your light is shining, it's uncomfortable. It's like, whoa. They don't feel comfortable around you. And sometimes they will not invite you to their parties because your light is shining so much. Have you experienced that, Cindy? <laughs> it's because the Lord is shining in you, and it feels, you feel lonely sometimes, like, Lord. But then when you get with other shining lights, it's like, okay. They understand me. We're shining. But in case I forget to say this, not only should we shine amongst non-Christian people, unsaved people, we should shine amongst one another. The Bible actually says be salt, not only salt and light, not only with unsaved people, but amongst one another. We bring flavor to one another's life. We bring light to one another's life too because sometimes we're walking with no direction and we see another good example shining bright. We need to be a light. It's important. So whenever you read a passage like this, it's important to view it sort of like a, like a sandwich, like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. In India, do they like peanut butter and jelly or not really? No, 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 no. It's a big thing in the United States. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You put peanut butter, you put jelly, and it's right in between. So whenever you look at a Bible verse, so you don't take it out of context, always look at the outer pieces of bread too. What is it in between? What comes before and what comes after? Because if you memorize a scripture, and you don't even even Second Corinthians five fifteen our memory verse, look at what comes before and after. Don't do it right now. I want you to listen to this. <laughs> This message. But look at it. Now, for this verse, look, 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 look. Look at this. You are the light of the world. What comes before this? It's very important to take a look at what comes, the verses that come before. Very important. Let's look, and we're still in chapter 5. Look with me. You're going to say, oh, wow, I know these verses. I've heard these verses before. Yes. Yes, you will. So, um, um, Yes, she's our newest member of GT, so be patient with her. She, she's still learning what is appropriate and what is, So look, look, at, look at this, Matthew 5, look at verse 3. This comes before you are the light of the world. Watch this. Blessed are the poor. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This type of person shines. This is a bright light. They're poor in spirit. They know they're in need. They're humble. They know that they need God to bless them spiritually. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. This person is mourning about the right things. They will be comforted. They mourn about their own sin. They mourn about the sin of others. They mourn about the problems of this world. These people shine because they mourn about they cry about the right things. There's times when Jonah was crying and frustrated and wanted to die about the wrong things. He wanted to see people die. Why did you kill those people? That makes ah! (laughs) me... Blessed are those who mourn about the right things. Amen? Sometimes we get mad. When you're mourning about the right things, you're just shining. People see that you have a passion and a compassion for those things that matter most. Or you're mourning about sin in your own life. You will be comforted. That type of person is shining. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. You're not a rough person. When you're gentle, when everybody expects you, oh, he's going to really be rough right now, and you're not, oh, you're shining. You're gentle. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. You're not hungering and thirsting for nasty things. You're not hungering and thirsting after things of this world. You have a hunger for righteousness. You want to study the Bible. You want to come to church. You want to get together with other Christians. You thirst and hunger for the right stuff. You're shining. The light is shining. It's interesting what comes before this verse where he says, you are the light of the world. These are areas where you can really be shining. It's really interesting, isn't it? Blessed are those who hunger. Verse 7, blessed are the merciful for they will receive mercy. Opportunities that you have to get revenge on somebody and you show mercy and forgiveness. Oh, you're shining bright. No wonder when Jesus was even on the cross, he was shining because he said, Father, forgive them. I know everybody else was, they were cursing at people, you know. Letting them know, you know, all sort of profanity coming out of their mouth. Jesus, words of mercy. Meanwhile, he's shining. It's a beautiful thing. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The pure in heart. That's where it all starts from, from the inside. If you're pure on the inside, you're going to be shining on the outside. Amen? If your heart is pure, see, because whatever's in there, it's going to come out. If there's bitterness and anger inside, it's going to come out. But when you're pure in heart, oh, my goodness, a pure light shines from you. It's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. Blessed are the pure. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. So I'm exercising this morning because I didn't get to do it yesterday, so here I am. This morning doing my aerobics, thing, you know doing my stuff, right? While I'm exercising, the Lord brings to my mind two brothers that I know that are not getting along. He brings these two brothers. I know they're not getting along. And the Lord said, while I'm exercising, the Lord said, I want you to be a peacemaker. Get them together and settle this thing. Blessed are the peacemakers. Pray for me, because i got to call the brother up, so let's have coffee with this other brother. (laughs) Let's get this thing right. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed is the parent who goes to their son and says, you need to make peace with mom. You need to make peace with dad. Instead of trying to get on the side of that child so that, yeah, we're buddies, but it's okay for you to be mad at them. That happens. (laughs) No, bring peace in your family. You will shine. And reflect the beauty of Jesus when you're a peacemaker, bringing people together to reconcile. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. When you're a peacemaker, blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. When you are persecuted for doing the right thing, like Stephen being stoned for preaching the gospel, Jesus dying for our sins. He's just simply being obedient to his father. Blessed are those who are persecuted for doing the right thing. Shining, shining. If you haven't, see, if you're not practicing these things, you're not shining. You're not shining in the darkness. You're blending in. You're not showing mercy like everybody else. They're getting revenge. You don't have a pure heart. You don't have a right attitude. You're not a peacemaker. You like to see people fighting like, yeah, get them, get them. That's not shining. But when we're practicing this, woo, shining bright. So let's look at more specifically how God wants us to shine. Look at this really quick. Look at this. So the people I just described to you, the people who practice those things, they are blessed. Because Jesus said, blessed are the people who do these things, right? You're blessed and Can you see me pretty good? You see me upside down. How do I look? I look okay? No, don't don't tell me. Because my head upside down must look really funny. You all right? (laughs) Don't say it. Don't say it. Thank you for being nice to me. Good. Good, good. Thank you, son. You're very nice. Now look. Verse 14 now. Look at this. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. So he talks about a city. Why does he use the, there's a reason why Jesus talks this way. Don't just read it and say, oh yeah, I know that verse. Think about why he would talk about a city, right? A city that is is on a hill cannot be hidden. You can't hide that. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a bushel. But on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the what? that are in the house. Read it with me. you got to read along with me. Look at, look at Matthew 5, verse 14 and 15. It's right there. you got to read along with me. Look at there. Gives light to all who are in the house. So he talks about a city that's on a hill that people can see from a distance, and it talks about a light, a candle, a lamp in somebody's house. So what in the world is that all about? The place, the the way God wants you to shine is in places like your house. Number one, start in your own house. Let your light shine by applying some of those those things mentioned earlier. He wants you to shine in your marriage. Your kids need to see your light shine. What a horrible thing it would be. What a horrible thing it would be if Daniel and Raina say, Yeah, my dad preaches a lot, but his light doesn't shine at all. He shows us no attention. He curses all the time. <laughs> what a horrible thing that would be if in my house, if in your house, you're not shining. He should see the children should see. Wow, mom loves dad. Wow, dad loves mom. Light shining. They're so merciful to each other. They're not perfect, but they forgive each other. Light shining on a lamp stand, shining in the whole house. It's right there. God says, "This is where I want you to shine." In the house, a lamp, a lamp shines in a home. And where else? Where else is it kind of a close place where people are watching you? At work? (laughs) These lights are shining in your house at work with your neighbors. This can be done not only with your family but in small groups. As people, as you invite people into your house, they are observing you. They're observing how you talk to each other as you eat together, things you're interested in. They can look at the walls and tell. Hmm. Bible verse, interesting. (laughs) Your light is shining in your house. This can be done in small groups like Ignite, Pray, and Listen. These are informal places that many are more comfortable to attend instead of the church building. Try to stay with me because I know there might be some distractions. Stay with me. Comfortable to, okay, they might be more comfortable coming to your house. Candles or lamps can't shine on their own. We are, we are what is called luminaries. Would you know what a luminari is? I'll explain it in a second for those of you who don't know. But we depend on God in order for us to shine before others. A luminari, okay. An example of a luminari is the moon, for example, okay? Growing up, when I would see the moon, I would think, wow, the moon's shining. Wow. But the moon cannot shine on its own. The moon gets its light from where? From the sun. We are the same way. We're luminaries. That thing that we just lit, this thing, this cannot light on its own. Something else has to light it. So it's like a luminari. It's dependent upon something else to light it. And we are, when Jesus says, you are the light of the world, he's saying, you are a Illuminati. You need me to shine. You need me to be a good husband. You need me to be a good wife. You need me to be obedient, a good employee on your job with people that are disrespecting you. You need me to shine. You are a Illuminati. Without me, you can do nothing. And he says it in other ways, too. He says, you are the branches. I am the vine. It is so humbling. He's, he's actually saying to them, you need to be so humbly dependent upon me to shine. You're Illuminati. Paul talks about it, too, because in, in, uh, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 15, he talks about shining like stars in the universe. Illuminati's. So Paul refers to it as well. It's just interesting, but it keeps you dependent. I need to say this to you. Some of you are in the good habit of praying in the morning before you start your day. Praise the Lord. But here's something humbling that God has been showing me over the years. Pete, if you think that starting your day off is enough, you're wrong. The word of God says pray without ceasing. You have to have a luminati attitude all through the day. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. me. Everything you do, you need to be praying. Start off your day with prayer. Go through your day with prayer. And shine on your job. Shine in front of your boss. Shine in front of your friends. Shine in front of your family. Shine. Very, very important to recognize that you need to be dependent upon the true light, Jesus Christ, because all we are are We can't do it. We cannot do it on our own. We can't. So we should set a goal to have a meal or coffee with some of our neighbors. Get them in your house and have conversation. Get to know them at least once a month. Get some people in your house because Jesus wants us to shine in our house. It's not my opinion. It's right there in the word of God. Let your light shine in your home. No wonder one of the qualifications for leadership in the church is to show hospitality. That's not by accident. And I know several of you here have opened your home. That's beautiful. God wants us to do that. God wants us to do that. Show love right there in the home. Okay, so here's the other thing. The city on the hill. It's an interesting thing because it says that. It also says that here. It says, a city set on a hill, verse 14, cannot be hidden. It can't be hidden. This is a city that's set on a hill. Okay? So this is like a, you have relational lights in the house, and then you have these regional lights where they, from another region, they can see it's affecting people far away. Your light is starting to affect other areas of the world. Paul would write to certain churches and say, you, your, your reputation is heard about in other parts, in other regions. That's how much you're shining. It's a cool thing. So if you're, you're ever driving and you, from a distance you can see a city. I remember driving from Queens to Manhattan. I could see Manhattan shining from a distance. It can affect people from a long distance away So no wonder Jesus says, be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost." Wouldn't it be cool if GT ended up being a place that's affecting other regions? That's the way it should be. Your life should begin where you are and reach other places in the world. There was a funeral yesterday of a lady named Martha Brady. Big funeral. And she touched the lives of my dad and mom. She was my dad and mom's mentor while they were missionaries in Guyana. Her life, though, has touched many people. Her light has shined to long distances. She had a prayer ministry. Her prayer garden is about as big as this whole grass area right here. She has a prayer garden where she'd go from one station to another praying. Great example of prayer. She lived in South Carolina. She just passed away this past week. But she started where she was, and through prayer and through obedience, being a missionary in different parts of the world, in Guyana, in Belize, she touched the world. God wants to use you in that way too. He wants to use you in that way. Now let's jump down to verse 15. Look at this. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a bushel, okay? So, so let me see. Grab, grab that grass there for me. This is, this is the best illustration I can give. Yeah, that's a perfect bushel. Isn't that huge? Let's pretend. Yes. Just say yes. That's huge. Huge, right? Yes, it is. So, if you light, you light this thing, right? And you put it under a bushel, okay? You're putting it under the bushel. And this is really big, isn't it? Isn't this big? pretend it's big and you're putting it under there not only is this going to go out but it can also cause a isn't that interesting isn't it? yes go ahead go ahead yes what does it say there okay some say basket some says bowl some says bushel but an interesting thing there in the in that time it, it was something that not only would put the, the the fire out or put the lamp out or cover the light because this is the devil's strategy that's our next section here the devil's prevention strategy he wants your light to be put out Nam your buddy who are you sharing the gospel with you're sharing your testimony with what's his name Waldo the devil's Strategy was to somehow get you to close your mouth and not say a word to him. because by the way, your your light shining is a combination of your works and your words. It's a combination of both. We'll, we'll see that in a second. Uh, I'll show you that in one minute. But God God did not want Naam to, to shine. In front of his friend he wants to put that under a bushel somehow he wants to cover that light and whenever christians try to cover their light not only does it prevent people from seeing having hope and seeing the right direction and going towards god and ha- having peace in their lives it can cause a fire <laughs> it brings destruction when we are covering our light, when we get distracted by other things and it covers the light, or maybe we're afraid to talk about Jesus, or we, we, we have more focus on making money, or we have more focus on our career, or we have more focus on protecting our reputation, it covers the light, and what does it do? It causes more destruction than anything else. When we're covering the light, that's what the devil wants. That's what he wants when we're not sharing, when we're not speaking to others the way we should, when we're not representing the Lord the way we should, our light is not shining and it's bringing destruction. That's what it talks about there when it says in verse 15 that it, it's, it's, it's putting, what does it say there? Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket or a bushel or a bowl they put it on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. That's what God's plan is. The devil is trying to figure out a way. How can I cover her light? How can I get Senai not to share her testimony? I got to cover that light. Meanwhile, the less she shares her testimony, the more destruction there is. There's less hope. Same for me. I need to share with people. Let my light shine in word as well as my actions. Now, where in the Bibles does it say that it's not just my actions, because it says, let your light so shine before men so they may see your good works. I want to close with this, because this is a deception that's out amongst Christian circles. If you haven't heard this yet, you will hear this nonsense, so get ready for this, okay? You will hear this. You will hear things like, you don't have to share the gospel. Just live it. Too many people are hearing the gospel, but they're not seeing the gospel. Have you ever heard that yet? You're going to hear more of it. You're going to hear, but, but you see, it's a real, it's a subtle trick of the devil. It's like saying, just live a good life. Don't share the gospel. But the Bible, when the Bible says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet, And a light unto my path. God is telling you it's not just your action. It's my word that gives light. So then we need to be doing both. Both are important. We need to be setting a good example, doing good works, loving people, and also proclaiming the gospel. Because the Bible says, how can they hear without a preacher? Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, yes, but how can they believe upon somebody who they never heard of, and how can they hear without a preacher? So you need to be sharing this message that gives light to people, as well as doing kind things, starting in your house, And then if more people within, more Christians within the city are shining in their homes and on the job and amongst their neighbors, then from a distance, people are affected. It starts to affect people like a city on a hill. More light is shining, and it's giving direction to people even from long distance. They can see, wow, those believers are making an impact on that city. I want you to consider this as we close. Listen to this. Are you shining at home with your words, your activities, your relationships, things you're putting in your mind? Are you shining? Are you blending in with the world? Are you shining? I just had to call my brother this week because he put something out there. I'm not going to go into details, but he received it well. He said to me, you know what? I do need to take my testimony more seriously. So we, got to, we got to challenge each other about this. We have to challenge each other. What are you doing? Even on Facebook, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing in your private time? What are you reading? What novels are you reading? How do you handle stress? Do you handle stress the way the world handles stress? How are you you doing that? My neighbor recently coming up to me, hey, man, have a beer. That was the way Pete used to live. So, uh, So you let your light shine by saying, you know what? I can do other things to relax. So it's a, it's one of those things where it's one of those things where you can come to people and say, "Look, this is who I live for—the one who died for me. Jesus gives me real peace." And you're shining. They're like, "Whoa, what's that about?" Then my neighbor said, "Hey, well, you want to smoke with me?" I said, "No, no, I'm good. I'm all right." He goes, "You don't drink and you don't smoke." Do you think the light was shining at all? It's like, whoa. It's not the first time. This happened years ago, even in Cuernavaca. Because this culture, depending on the culture you're in, there's things that God will give you opportunities to shine. He'll give you opportunities to shine. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works. And this is all to glorify your Father in heaven, Your words, your activities, your relationships, and things you fill your mind with. Are you shining or are you blending in with the world? Let's bow our heads at this time. Whatever God is challenging you with at this time, maybe you've been blending in instead of shining. And Jesus says, I want you to shine. Start in your home affect those close to you, and that will have a positive effect on those who are far away as well. People from other places will hear about you. They'll hear about your family. Jesus says, you are the light. You are the luminarity. You are the one that I will shine upon, and you will reflect my glory. And whenever whenever somebody compliments you, you can honestly say, glory to God, Jesus is shining in me. And you can really, honestly, humbly say that. But you need to let, in prayer, you need to say, Jesus, fill me with your spirit so I can shine. And so that I can share with others the wonderful words of life that will give them light and Speak to the Lord right now. What is it? What is it that you need to confess? I feel led to say this. You may say to yourself, well, I don't think it's a big deal what I do. It's not a big deal. But you need to ask God, God, what do you think? Because sometimes what we feel about it isn't what God thinks about it. So whatever that is, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to convict you regarding your words, your activities, how you have fun, your relationships, things you allow into your mind, things you're watching. Somebody might come to you and say, hey, hey, come look at this. And your reaction to them, if you're showing a love for Jesus, you will let your light shine by not looking at it. But if you but if you're participating in it, you are not shining. You are blending in with the darkness. Maybe other youth that are disrespecting their parents, you will be blending in with the darkness. Jesus says, "You're the light of the world. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works." and glorify your father in heaven i want to say one more thing with our heads bowed our eyes closed your good works does not save you you do good works to show your love for the one who saved you you shine for the one who saved you you represent the one who saved you you don't do good things to get saved Because all of our works are like filthy rags. First, you put your faith in Christ. The Bible says, by grace you're saved through faith. This is not of yourselves. This is a gift of God. And the next verses say something very interesting about the fact that we are saved to do good works. We don't do good works to be saved. It's all a gift. His light is a gift for those who are living in darkness. Thank you for this time, Lord. Clean our hearts. Give us pure hearts so that we can shine on the outside, at home, in our neighborhoods, and throughout these regions around us. Shine in our marriages, in our parenting, In how we respect our parents, how we love our children. Oh Lord, how we love our enemies. Because you said, Blessed are the merciful, because they will obtain mercy. What a beautiful way to shine by showing mercy to our enemies. We need you, Lord. We can't do that on our own, we can't do any of this on our own. But we are luminaries. We can only shine with your help. Help us, Jesus, please. In Jesus' name we do pray. In Jesus' name. Well, I hope that message was a blessing to you. Feel free to pass it on to someone who needs to hear it. And if you want to know more about having a relationship with Christ, check out our website at www in truth gdl.org and remember so many are looking for real love and power in this life jesus said i am the way the truth and the life god bless you